Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Jamel Sanders Show, a division of Jamel Sanders International, where we are empowering leaders to make a difference in the world. November the 19th, 2022, and I welcome you to another edition of the Jamel Sanders Show. So we are just a few days now out from the holiday here in the States, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, and um, I thought it would be appropriate today to just talk a little bit about the importance and the power of gratitude in your life and living a life and a lifestyle of gratitude every single day. So I hope you'll stay tuned. Um, Again, thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of this show. I want to say hello to those of you that may be new listeners to the podcast. Um, The Jamel Sanders Show was started about a decade ago with a mission and intention to empower individuals to fulfill purpose and to maximize their greatest potential And every week through intriguing conversations, inspiring guests, and intentional strategies and tools, we want to help you live your greatest life every single day. That's been the mission from the inception of this show, and that will always be the driving force and motivation behind what we do. Um, I want to say hello to my Apple Podcast family, my Stitcher family, my Google Podcast family, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible, wherever you're listening, and there are other platforms as well. Thank you so much for the opportunity to serve you, to do life with you, and to help you on your journey to success and prosperity and destiny. And so beyond this show, I would love to connect with you. You can reach out to us on our website, www.jamelsanders.com. Again, that's www.jan, as in Mary, E-L-L-E, Sanders.com. There you'll find a hub of empowerment resources and tools to help you live your greatest life. You'll find a link right there on the home page to sign up for my empowerment newsletter, empowerment breakthroughs. It goes out all around the world, and I always love to hear how timely um, and relevant the articles are to where people are in their lives. And so definitely sign up. You'll also be the first to hear about news and information and depending on the organization. Um, also on the site, you'll find out more about me. You'll find out more about my work. You'll find out more about my books and all of that great stuff on the website. Uh, speaking of that, you'll also find out more about my organization. Beyond this podcast, I am the founder and CEO of Jamel Sanders International, a global management consulting advisory firm that works with leaders Uh, entrepreneurs around the world and empowers them with the tools and strategies to fulfill purpose, maximize potential, and make a massive impact on the world. And through capacity-building systems and programs, we help bring solutions to complex global problems. And so I've had the pleasure of speaking with individuals in government, 
and around the world and helping them to uh, frame solutions to problems and bring transformation to uh, the world and its communities. I believe now more than ever the world is looking for solutions, and I started the organization so that we could really provide value and solutions and tools to empower leaders to go into their sphere of influence and to make a difference in the world. So you can find out more about uh, me, the program, seminars, webinars, symposiums, live events, um, consulting, advisory, all the different branches of the organization right there on the website at www.janellesanders.com. You'll also find a link to all of my social media platforms with the exception of TikTok, which I believe is official Janelle Sanders, but all of my social media links are there. I'm pretty active on social media. I love connecting with you and doing life with you. And so I look forward to speaking with you and connecting with you in the days to come. If you hear something that resonates with you during the show, do us a favor and uh, tweet it or post it and use the hashtag Jamel Show. It's always great to continue the conversation with you beyond this platform and online as well. And, of course, I always ask this of you. If this is um, your first time listening, I understand this may not apply to you, but for those of you that have been following this podcast for quite some time, if you've ever gotten any value um, out of this podcast, if there's ever been anything that has resonated with you or challenged your paradigm or shifted your thinking around a concept or idea, um, leave us a review. Go right now into the app on your um, Apple phone or go to the app on Spotify and leave a review of the show. I want you to leave an honest review um, so that more people can uh, learn about the podcast. I want you to do that for two reasons. Number one, it helps more people to know about the podcast, that the podcast exists and what we're here for. And then secondly, it helps us in data, excuse me, in analytics so that we can get greater visibility for the show. So thank you in advance for taking the time to leave a review and to help us to grow this platform in the days to come. I don't have time to delve into all of my books, but my latest book, Next, the emergence of the history shapers is a great resource and tool. Um, it really delves into a prophetic vision I had, and in the vision, it was very interesting. I began to see the collapse of systems and industries and institutions, and I saw a, a world that looked totally different than what I knew it to be. And I didn't think a lot of it. I wrote some things down. And a couple of weeks later, the COVID-19 shut the world down, and it started to make sense to me. And so um, people began to say, you know, Jamel, this is a very different environment. How do we navigate this? Um, what tools are there for leaders in this moment of crises and transition and change in the world? And so as I was talking with leaders, I was also writing this book because I wanted to create a blueprint for transformational leadership. Uh, this book is really about developing visionary leaders, and the world needs visionary leaders now more than ever before. And so through this book, I want to empower you to navigate seasons of uncertainty and change in the world and to give birth to realities that are not yet born to time. And so in this book, I delve into what visionary leadership is all about, why we need it, 
I delve into the DNA and the characteristics of those that will shape history. I go into the prophetic forecasting of systems, industries, institutions, and where I see the world going over the next 20 years. I talk about the skill sets that will become irrelevant in the next 20 years and the skills that will be in high demand. I talk about the future of industries and how we shape them and how to be social architects and cultural engineers of the future. So I encourage you to get a copy of Next. You can get it through uh, Amazon, Kindle Nook, and most major book retailers have access to Next. I believe it's going to resonate with you and empower you in your leadership for the days to come. So what I want to do, I want to take a very quick break, and I want to jump into this topic, Living a Grateful Life. I'll be right back. You're listening to The Jamel Sanders Show, empowering leaders to make a difference in the world. All right, welcome back. So we're talking about living a great life. You know, uh, this is that time of the year where people become more lighthearted, more compassionate, more thoughtful. And, you know, what's always funny to me is that, like, Thanksgiving Day, we sit around the table, we pray we express thanks for all the blessings in our lives. And then Friday morning, they line up, they trample each other in a store, they beat each other to a bloody pulp to get their favorite products. And it's like, what happened to all the gratitude that we had the day before? And so what I want people to understand is that thanksgiving and gratitude cannot be limited to a day, but it has to become a lifestyle and a way of life for you And you know, I remember having a conversation with somebody years ago. They were going through a very difficult time in their life, and, you know, they were like, they were just frustrated. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to turn. I don't know where to go. And they were like, what What do you think I should do? And I told them to do something, and I said, you know, I've been where you are I've had those dark moments in my life and those dark clouds that attempted to come over my life. And I told them that there's one thing that I did that made all the difference in my life. And what a lot of people don't know, if you've read my books or if you follow my uh, articles and writing um, on different platforms, I talk about how more than 20 years ago, um, I started keeping a gratitude journal. I did it because I just wanted to challenge myself to think of one to three things that I was thankful for every single day. And let me tell you, when I first started doing that, it, it was challenging. You know, it's like, okay, let me try to come up with this list and think of something. And the more I did it, the easier it became, and it went from one to three things to multiple pages and journals filled with gratitude and what I was grateful for. Now, let me tell you what that process did for me. 
what that process did for me is it challenged my emotions, it challenged my attitude, it challenged my disposition, and it caused me to realize that regardless of what's happening in my life, what's happening in the world around me, I always can find something to be grateful for. And so when adverse circumstances and situations have come up in my life, when adversity has come up in my life, where other people start to grumble, complain, tell their sad story, uh, gratitude has come up for me. And I have found even more ways to be grateful, to be thankful, to be appreciative of where I am in my life. And so I shared this with this person, and by the time the conversation was over, they said, okay, I know what I need to do now. And it wasn't very long. They began to break their way out of that cycle, and everything about their life began to change. The thing about gratitude that's so interesting is that a lot of times we're looking for something deep and profound to change our lives, and it is the most simplistic of things that shift the seasons and cycles of our lives. You've heard me say this before, that conversations uh, change the timings and the seasons of our lives, but I want to take it a step further and say that gratitude has the power to shift the moments and seasons of our lives, and a lot of times we're waiting for something big to happen, and in my life it's been very simple things like being grateful and remain grateful that has made such an incredible difference and impact in my life. And so I, before we delve into this, I wanted to share that with you because I'm telling you that keeping that gratitude journal, and it's something that I still do, keeping that gratitude journal is life-altering. It doesn't matter what you're going through, what you're facing in your life. Just begin to look through that journal, look back at entries and things you've written about, what you're grateful for. So many times we're looking for the next big thing or the next best thing, and we don't realize how many prayers that God has already answered in our lives, how many things we've already faithed for and hoped for that have already manifested for us. We're always looking for the next thing. And I think when you keep those gratitude journals, it keeps everything in perspective for you. You remember the seasons of your life where you had absolutely nothing. You remember the seasons of your life where the simple things were able to bring you joy and a sense of satisfaction and contentment. And you realize that it doesn't really take as much as we think uh, for us to live a joy-filled life. So many times we're looking excuse me, for these material things or these accoutrements that come with success and these attachments and these different things in our lives, and we still realize that all of that stuff is artificial and superficial. It doesn't bring any real meaning or value to our life. It's just stuff. That's what I tell people. So don't get so consumed with stuff and chasing the paper and chasing the next thing that you forget that it's really the most simplistic things that make our lives meaningful. And so ingratitude is the seed for regret. I want you to write that down. Ingratitude is the seed for regret. And a lot of people, I don't want to expound on every point, but I feel like I have to say this. A lot of people in the world are living very unfulfilled lives because they are ungrateful. Uh, a lot of people are like, I don't understand why I'm not experiencing more breakthroughs or open doors or opportunities in my life. 
And I tell them it's very simple. You're not grateful. You don't appreciate your journey. You don't appreciate what you, where you are. And even more than that, you haven't learned anything from your journey. You want to walk through a new door, and you haven't even gained the wisdom from the old door of the last season. Every season of our life is teaching us something, and every season of our life is attempting to produce a transformation. But are you cooperating with the process? Are you learning the wisdom? Are you gaining the insights? that are going to not only improve your life but empower you to become the greatest expression of who you were created to be. And so we have to deal with this element of being ungrateful, and you have to learn how to appreciate things in your life. We live in a very entitled culture. You know, in my book, Chosen uh, Strategies for Revolutionary Leadership, I talk about one of the major breakdowns that I see in 21st century leadership is entitlement and people that think they are owed something. I don't care how gifted you are, how talented you are, how much capacity you have. You are not entitled to anything. Nobody owes you anything. Nobody has to do anything for you, anything that anybody does for you out of the goodness of their heart. You should be appreciative for it. But we live in a culture, I walk in certain rooms, and the arrogance is so uh, overwhelming. I mean, the pride is just producing this, this horrid odor off of people's lives because they are arrogant and they believe their own press. They believe they are more than they are. And one of the things that has been so helpful and beneficial to me is to understand I'm not all that. Everything that I do, everything that God has allowed or empowers me to do is by his grace and by his strength and sufficiency. It's not about me. And I think in a very self-centered and selfish world and culture, we lose track of that and we feel like done for us or have to be given to us. And sadly, for many of those people, the word has to be pulled out from under them, and they have to be humbled and broken to realize how blessed they really were. And so when I look around the world today, I see a lot of complaining and not enough change agents. Complaining is a waste of God's breath and a misuse of moments. I mean, how many people do we encounter on a consistent basis that are just always complaining. You go into a supermarket and you get into the line and the people are watching the cashier ring up the items and they're complaining. And you know the thing that I find so interesting about complaining is that complaining is very good at finding companions. It's easy to find people that are going to complain with you and woe is me with you. It's harder to find individuals that are going to reframe and shape uh, the narrative around their lives and what's possible for their lives. Complaining not only robs you of moments, but it is the thief of contentment. Let me say that again. Complaining not only robs you of moments, but it is the thief of contentment. And so many people in the world today need a lesson in contentment. They are never content. We live in a very lustful society. It drives our marketing. It drives everything that we do. Everybody wants something else. Everybody wants what every other person has. And nobody has really learned how to be content with who they are and what they have in their lives. It's not difficult to complain about what is wrong with your life. But on the other hand, it does take discipline to develop a gratitude paradigm. Let me say that again. It does take a great degree of discipline 
to develop a gratitude paradigm. And so as you heard me say, uh, keeping that gratitude journal, developing an attitude of gratitude has been a 20-plus-year journey for me. So it's not just something that I just started doing or I heard about on television in the magazine. It's been a discipline that's been developed over many years now. But you have to begin to develop a gratitude paradigm. You have to... Um, understand how blessed you are. You know, one of the things that uh, I believe has helped me as well is my work has resonated with so many people in so many different parts of the world. Uh, And there are people that follow my work and buy my books and listen to this podcast that live in third world countries. They live in uh, places that we would deem to be you know, low living or the lowest, lower standards. And I've seen these people succeed and prosper and do incredible things. And what I love about them is the level of gratitude and appreciation they have for everything in their lives. They don't take anything for granted. And I, I look at a lot of people, especially us here in America, and this entitlement, like certain things are just automatic. Like you've got to do this for me. And we don't realize um, how privileged and blessed we really are. Uh, while not many here in the United States are getting ready to celebrate Thanksgiving, few really understand the power of gratitude. Like I said, we're going to sit around the table on Thursday with our turkey and our dressing or stuffing, depending on what part of the country you're from, our candied yams, our macaroni and cheese, all of our favorite items and dishes. We're going to eat to our heart's content. We're going to be all bubbly inside, and then Friday morning, people are going to line up. They're going to trample one another, fight, um, cause chaos in stores, and all of a sudden, that gratitude just disappears. And it disappears because it's not a way of life for us. It's just something we say, something we do. It's the right thing to do because that's the date on the calendar, but it has not really become a lifestyle and a way of life for many people. As I was saying earlier in this podcast, Thanksgiving should never be limited to a date on the calendar. Thanksgiving is a daily commitment and a way of life. Let me say that again. Thanksgiving is a daily commitment and a way of life. And so I want you to begin to shift your paradigm around gratitude and thanksgiving. Don't limit this to one day in November. I want you to incorporate this as a principle into every area of your life. Uh, Moreover, I would say that gratitude must become a pillar that anchors your life. One of the things that I believe has contributed to my success, my longevity, my consistency is being a grateful person and understanding that gratitude is really a pillar in your life. It's one of the foundational pieces that supports your life and everything that you are attempting to build and to construct in your life. Um, Without the pillar of gratitude, our lives collapse and our lives lack meaning. That's why I can watch people, they can make six figures, seven figures, eight figures, they can buy all of this stuff, and then I talk with them, and they're the most miserable and unhappy people on earth. Why? Because they think that possessions will bring them peace. They think that materialistic things will bring meaning to their lives. And at the end of the day, all of that stuff really doesn't mean as much as we think it does. 
uh, without a sense of appreciation, without being anchored in an eternal reality and truth, our lives are going to lack meaning. And as I said, without that pillar of gratitude, you begin to collapse the foundation of your life. Uh, gratitude is a choice, and it is something that you must cultivate in your life. You have to choose to be grateful. Let me tell you, every circumstance is not going to be perfect. Everything is not going to go according to plan. Everything in your life is not going to be, you know, a cakewalk for you. But what you are going to have to do is you're going to have to choose to be grateful. I think one of the greatest powers we've been given as human beings is the ability to choose, and not just the ability to choose, but the ability to choose one thought over another. You know, in my book, Upgrade Your Mind, I talk about the power of reprogramming your mind. A lot of times we say change your thinking, but what we don't understand is that you cannot just uproot a thought without putting a new thought there. And so a lot of people are like, I got to change my thinking. I got to renew my mind. How do you do that? You have to begin to replace those toxic thoughts with the right thoughts that are going to produce the outcomes you want to see. And so you have the power to choose, and more so than just having the power to choose, you have the power to choose one thought over another. That means that just because a thought comes to your mind doesn't mean that you have to allow it to live in your life. Write that down. Just because a thought comes to your mind doesn't mean that you have to give it the right to live in your life. You give permission. You give residence for something to take up mental real estate. So that's why I say you never just accept a thought. You scrutinize a thought. You examine a thought. You uh, dissect a thought, and you determine, is this something that I want to go into the garden of my mind? Because whatever I plant in my mind is going to produce a harvest, whether it be positive or negative. But if I'm putting the wrong things in my mind, I'm not going to get the right outcomes that I want to see. And so what I want you to do understand is that stressing does not strengthen your life and complaining only compounds the misery of your life. Write that down. Complaining only compounds the misery of your life. And so a lot of people, they're always complaining. You don't even want to ask them how they're doing or how their day was because you already know that they have created this internal dialogue and narrative that is just toxic and negative. And so whatever you think about, you bring about. What I tell people, whatever you ponder, whatever you meditate on is exactly what you are going to see uh, materialize in your life. And so you got to be very intentional about that. Gratitude changes your paradigm, challenges your, your perspective, and cultivates hope and possibilities on the inside of you. Now, gratitude also empowers you to find the beauty in what appears to be broken, the blessing in what others are blind to, and the benefit in what could have the potential to make you bitter. Let's stay there for a moment. Gratitude empowers you to find the beauty in what appears to be broken. In other words, gratitude causes you to see your life through a different lens and from a different perspective. Gratitude cultivates in you the practice of appreciating the gift of life. Let me say that again. Gratitude cultivates in you uh, the practice of appreciating the gift of your life. You know, so many people take life for granted. You're alive. You're breathing. You have mobility of your limbs. Your mental faculties are in place. You, you have the ability to think and process information, to breathe. I mean, the things that we take for granted, if we were to go into a hospice ward, 
if we were to go to a cemetery, uh, you you would begin to just begin to see, and it would begin to dawn on you what we take for granted. The fact that you can you get out of your bed on your own this morning, you walked through your house to your bathroom, wherever. Those simple things are very important. There are people that that can't do that, and they with everything in them, would give anything to be able to walk, to be able to uh, process information and have all their cognitive faculties in place, to uh, take a walk in the park. The, the things that we take for granted are things that other people would give everything for in their lives. And I think that's one of the things that we have to do better with waiting the gift of our lives. You may not be able to control the circumstances of your life, but you can control your attitude about adversity. Let me say that again. You may not be able to control the circumstances in your life, but you can always control your attitude about adversity. You know, a lot of people... Um, you know, say that, you know, your thinking is very different. It is very different, and it's been a lot of years of work developing the type of thinking that I have. But one of the things that has contributed to my bulletproof mindset, as I talk about in a number of my books, is that you have to begin to see adversity as a tool in your life. So many times when something adverse happens in our lives, We begin to complain and tell ourselves story. We begin to feel like life is punishing us. But what I see, I see adversity as a tool. I see adversity as the opportunity for me to be promoted to the next level, for me to grow, for me to evolve into the next version of myself. I see adversity as the opportunity to apply pressure to my life and to determine if I'm going to rise to the occasion and reach my potential. And so we're crying about it. A lot of people want to advance, but they think they're going to advance without adversity. Write that down. A lot of people think they want to, they want to advance, but I tell them you do understand that you don't advance without adversity. And so when adversity shows up in their life, they start crying, throwing a temper tantrum, and I tell them that tantrums don't produce transformation, only tests. So how are you going to handle this test? Are you going to allow this test to transform you or trap you? You have a decision to make. And what you do in that moment is going to determine your success, your prosperity, and what happens with your life. I didn't mean to get into all of that, but that was for somebody. Gratitude empowers you to expand uh, through your experiences instead of living enslaved by your experiences. I just talked about that. Adversity, gratitude empowers you to expand through your experiences and not be enslaved by them. So you don't have to be trapped by an event or a circumstance or a condition in your life. That can become the catalyst for your transformation and your growth if you allow it to be. Gratitude helps you find the blessing in every day. I think that is so good. It helps you find in, in every day. And so there is a blessing in every day. If you if you want to find that out, start a gratitude journal like I told you. You'll start to see the blessing in every day. And sometimes it's very small and simplistic things, but you'll begin to uh, see how blessed you are, and it'll begin to challenge your perspective in a number of areas. Uh, gratitude converts your trials into triumphs. It converts your tests into portals for transformation. And most of all, gratitude converts the darkest moments of our lives into defining moments. Isn't that good? 
Gratitude converts the darkest moments of our lives into defining moments. And so, so many people are failing the test miserably in their lives because they're like, I want to go to the next level. I want to reach my full potential. I want to unleash my capacity for greatness. But what they don't realize is that the darkest moments and seasons of our lives are what create the defining moments for us. And if you don't understand that, you're going to be stuck in a cycle that's not ever broken. You're just going to be trapped there because you don't understand the purpose of that season and that moment in your life. While you may not understand everything in your life, you can always unleash the force of gratitude. I believe that's so important. It doesn't matter what's happening in your life. You can always unleash the force of gratitude. And so we're doing good on time. So I thought that I would go into just a few key principles about gratitude and kind of expound on them to help you. Okay, here we go. Number one, gratitude puts everything in perspective. It helps us to see that the immediate cannot compare to the eternal. Often uh, we become so consumed with circumstances in our lives that we forget that they are always subject to change. I want you to get that. It doesn't matter what circumstances are happening in your life, they are always subject to change. One of my favorite passages in the Bible says that this momentary affliction is working in us a far more exceeding weight of glory. In other words, our versioning, there is glory, there is power, there is potentiality, there is capacity, there are things that are being developed in you that you don't even know are being developed in you in the midst of your circumstance and your situation. And so I love gratitude because it puts everything in perspective. So many times we major on minors, we major on things that are not even important. You know, at the end of the day, whether you get the new car or the six-figure bank account or the bigger house, the fact that you're alive, you're healthy, you're breathing, you have your family, you have mobility of your limbs, you have uh, resources, you have people that love you, you have uh, faith, you have all of these different elements and pieces to your life, you're blessed. And so many times we focus on things that are just not that important. When you begin to see your life in view of eternity, you begin to understand why the text says that this momentary affliction, because, I mean, our lives, you know, are just, in comparison to eternity are just the snap of a finger. And so there are things that we focus on today that won't even matter, let alone five years. It won't matter five weeks from now. And at the time, we make it so big because whatever you uh, magnify is what's going to ultimately dominate your life. And so we make things so big. There are things that five years ago you thought were going to be the end of your world. They're no longer relevant or important to you. There are things five months ago that you thought were important that are not important to you now. So gratitude just helps us keep things in perspective. We realize that a lot of things are not even what they appear to be and that everything about our lives is subject to change. And so if you're in this place, you can get to a better place. And if you're in a better place, you can get to an even better place in your life. Gratitude helps you 
to keep everything in proper perspective, and I think that's so important. The next thing about gratitude, it opens the heart space and brings um, selfishness, great, excuse me, selfishness off of us, causing us to be more compassionate. Uh, I think this is important, too. Gratitude opens the heart space. You know, a lot of times we live in a very inner, selfish type of culture and society where it's all about me, myself, and I. But when you embrace the force of gratitude for what it is, it opens your heart space and it breaks selfishness. It causes you to become more compassionate, more selfless, more understanding, more empathetic uh, with the people in your life and even people that you just encounter on a daily basis. It gives you a different compassion uh, for people. And I just believe that the world needs more compassionate, empathetic people that are not self-absorbed. You can't really serve the world. You can't bring your best to the world until you learn how to be selfless and sacrificial. And without that, Everything that you do is just going to be superficial, and it's not going to have any real value, meaning, or significance behind it. So uh, it's so important that we do that because, like I said, we the world needs that. I believe that the greatest healing agent on the planet is the force of love. And, you know, love can cure so many things. You know, a lot of times I watch leaders, and I've even talked with leaders, and they're in meetings and they're trying to find solutions to all of these different problems in the world. And a lot of it is is a love problem. If we could get the heart space of humanity open, you'll be imagined the level of healing uh, and transformation that would take place. But that's another conversation for another day. Uh, Gratitude also expands our paradigm. It helps us to see how abundant our lives are and to concentrate less on the materialistic and more on the meaningful. Let me say that again. Gratitude expands our paradigm. It helps us to see how abundant our lives are and to concentrate less on the material and more on the meaningful. We live in a culture and a society that is very covetous. Um, everybody is chasing the next thing, and we're looking at who has this car and this house, and I want this bag and this shoe and this stuff because I saw so-and-so with it. But the thing about gratitude is that it begins to cause you to look within and look at your own life and to see how blessed you are, how fortunate and privileged you've been, and you begin to see uh, that you are richly blessed in ways that you had never seen before. And so, uh, especially us here in America, I mean, we complain, but even in an impoverished community in America, they have a color television, they have a working stove, they have a vehicle. I mean, when we talk about some of the people that I talk with in other nations, they don't have any of that. They, they barely have running water. Some of them are sleeping in a hut. And a lot of things that we complain about, we really need to repent and just say, God, forgive me for being so ungrateful because we have so much to be grateful for and we have so much to be appreciative for in our lives. The next thing is gratitude brings contentment in our lives. Let me say this about contentment. Contentment is not settling. I don't want you to think that you should settle Um, you should reach your highest potential, you should go for everything, 
that God has designed and destined for your life. But I just wanted to say that because I don't want that to sink into your thinking that you should just settle for a circumstance in your life. Contentment is breaking cycles of covetousness off of your life. In other words, you stop competing and comparing yourself to everyone else, and you're able to be content with your own life. Let me ask you a question. Can you be content with your own life? You know, over the years, uh, I'm not as old as others, but as I've had conversations with people, uh, I notice that there are a lot of people that don't have contentment in their lives. Why? Because every conversation is about the next car, the next house, the next promotion, the next business, what the neighbor has, what the cousin has, what the sister has, what the brother has, what they need to have. Everything revolves around competing and comparing themselves with other people. So it lets me know that they're not content. And then I watch these individuals. They get more and more shoes, more and more clothes, more and more cars, another house, more money, more and more and more, less and less and less meaning in their lives because they are not content with their own lives. So we think that the more we hoard up and we gather and we get, that that's going to make us more happy and fulfilled. And the reality is that it's absolutely not. Uh, Our fulfillment doesn't come from our possessions. Our fulfillment comes through peace, and peace is a person. Peace comes through Jesus Christ. It comes through relationship with him. It comes through living through the eye of eternity and not being so focused on our earthly possessions because there are some people that covenant is just taking over them. They, They can't even... You know, they can't even just sit down and enjoy the journey. It's always the next paper chase or the next this or the next that. And you have to guard against being covetous in your life. There's so many people that have this, and this is not something that we want to suffer from in our lives. Contentment breaks pride and births humility in us. I want you to get that. Contentment breaks pride and it births humility in us. And so... If the world could use more of anything, we could use more humility. Anybody that knows me, I don't like pride. I don't like arrogance. I don't like conceitedness. And so when that comes into my environment, there's just this foul odor and stench that comes off that I just don't like. You know, you have to remain humble and grounded in your life. It doesn't matter where you go. Everywhere you go, everything you do is because God allows you to do it. You're not that great. You're not that important. There's always somebody that is better than you, more qualified than you, that could do it better than you. And so if you understand that, you realize that you're just a servant and a vessel that God uses to do great things. And without his grace and his empowerment, You couldn't do any of it. And so when I see this characteristic, and I see it so much in so many people's lives today, stay humble and be grounded, and gratitude will keep you humble. It will help you realize the grace and the mercy and the compassion of God in your life and that everything you have is because God gave it to you. You're simply a steward. You're a steward of your gifts. You're a steward of the talents and abilities that he's given you. You may be the steward of a business or an organization. You may be a steward leading in government. Wherever you are, you're still just a steward. 
And so we have to understand that humility is so important. And if you want to be an honorable leader and a leader that is revered and respected and remembered for generations to come, stay humble. Nobody is going to respect and honor an arrogant and a conceited individual. And the reality is that there's nothing that's self-made. Everything that we do is going to require other people. Other people have helped you get where you are. They poured into you. They helped build you and develop you, and you wouldn't be anything without their help. And so stay humble and stay grounded. And so the, the message today, I want you to just understand that gratitude is a pillar that anchors our lives and that one of the greatest things you can do is to cultivate an attitude of gratitude. You may not be grateful for every circumstance or situation in your life, but you can always find something to be grateful for. And a grateful heart will always overflow with abundance and blessings. And most of all, a grateful heart will enjoy peace and contentment. So thank you so much for the opportunity to serve you today, to do life with you. And I look forward to being with you again real soon. For those of us here in the United States, I hope all of you have a very wonderful, happy Thanksgiving with your family that more than the turkey and all the trimmings, that you will really understand what this day is about and that you will cultivate a lifestyle of gratitude. I'll see you again real soon. Be blessed.